Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, as we take a look and get ready to dive into our message for today, I want you to be reminded. I just want to remind you the reason why we're here in this series we, we step back to the series that we bookend off of, which again was overcoming the storms, getting to glory. And I want you to remember that even as we went through that series, we talked about and saw where Jesus was able to bring peace in the midst of the storm. The storms in our lives, he'll bring peace and enable us to get through and to get to the other side. And even when we feels like we, 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 we have to turn away, it feels like we're ostracized and by ourselves. And we, it feels like we can't feel anything, that, 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 that we don't even feel like our, our lives or it feels like we're by ourselves and we're ostracized and all of those things. I want you to know he still comes to where you are and lets you know that you have value and that you're loved and that you're cared for. And not only that, even even when you're going through bouts of, of, of in illness in your body and you're going through things and it feels like no one else can help you, he will allow you to see the finished work and to help you bring healing to you when you need it, strengthen you when you need to be strengthened. And when it feels like you've lost something so precious that it never will return, he'll come unto you and say, listen, it will live again. I will see you through it. It will be resurrected. Listen, we're going to kick some people out the way that who don't want you to move to the place where he wants you to be, but yet he, they want to keep you where you are, to simply go ahead and allow you to stay in this place of mourning. He's like, no, no, I'm bringing you to a place of promise. I'm bringing you to a place of deliverance. But what happens once you see this? What happens once you experience this glory? Because now people are looking at things and, and you've experienced the glory. But what happens next? You have to understand that he takes you from glory to glory, from faith to faith. But what happens during this season? The question becomes, which is what I titled this series, now what? Now what do you do? You've experienced this one glory, but how in the world do you get to another? Is there anything beyond this? Now what? How do I get there? Now what? And some of you are asking the question, no, now what? Now what else can I experience? When he brought me through the last time, seemed like it was going to take me out. When he saw me through the last time, seemed like I wasn't going to get over. Now what? What in the world can I go through now? What in the world? And we had to help, help understand that you got to have a place of rest didn't we? We say you got to have a place of rest. You got to understand that you need to rest in the Lord, but we also discover what that rest is. The greatest level of rest is simply finding out what your purpose is, finding out your destiny and being able to walk in it. That's your place of rest. Listen, when you can get up in the morning, when you're jumping up and running into your day, knowing that you're doing what you've been called to do, that is a place of rest. But then it's not only that. How in the world do you get through the things that you must navigate where you got to understand who your high priest is? We talked about Jesus being our high priest and we're so grateful because he enabled us to walk through the portal to go before the holy of holies. He's the one who enables us to have relationship with our heavenly father because of the sacrifice that he made. We're so grateful for that. But then that way, when we go on our knees and we cry out to him, we can hear him speak to us. We can hear him answer us and direct us. But then what happens now? What? 
Now what? We have to come to a place of knowing that we've got to be obedient to what he tells us to do. We've got to be obedient and respond to him and be, in, and be sure to do what he says, to not, uh, not walk around and hear it, but not do it, but yet hear it and be obedient and move forward. And that brings us to today's message. Today's message. I want to let you know a disclaimer up front. This is not going to be an easy message to hear. This is not going to be an easy message to delve into. But I want you to know if you're willing to hang with me to the end, it's going to be something that will challenge you, but yet change you. Something that strengthens you and undergirds you. If you're willing to stay with me, look with me in your Bible to the book of James, the book of James. We're going to chapter four today, the book of James, chapter four. And we're beginning at verse number one, James chapter four and verse one. And here it says, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not. Because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Giveth grace unto the humble. We're speaking today from the subject, the choice is yours. The choice is yours yours. I want you to look back with me at our first two verses. We're going to start here. Again, the scripture says, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not because ye ask not here i want you to understand something i want to start off with a question actually this question says this what is causing you to strive for so much that you feel you can't obtain it what is it what is causing you to strive for what is it that you're reaching for that you feel like you can't get it that you feel like you can't reach it. You see, many find themselves battling back and forth due to lust that they are dealing with from within. Why is that? Why are their lusts battling from within? Can I mention this to you? I believe it's because it's an emptiness within you. It's an emptiness within you. There's something that is void. There's something that you want, but it seems like you can't get it. 
It's something that you're striving for, but it seems like you'll never reach it. It's an emptiness that is within you. Listen, I, I want to actually, let, well, let me share this. Let me share this. No, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to share this with you. This wasn't in my notes, but I, I want to I want to share this because the Holy Spirit put it put it in my heart. I'm going to read that verse two out of the Amplified. Verse two, it says this. You are jealous and covet what others have. And your desires go unfulfilled. So you become murderers. Watch this. To hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned. That means you're walking around looking at what other people have. Looking at the things they have, looking at how people treat them. You're going through those things, but yet you have hate in your heart. And you're trying to sit around and walk, look around and you're like, well, why is it? Why is it that they are, 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 are so received and I'm not? Why is it that people treat them a certain way and, and, and they don't treat me that same way? I, I have the same gift and I, I, I can preach. I can teach. I have a business. I, I, can, I, I have people. What's wrong? What's wrong with me? They ought to be giving the same thing to me. What is going on? See, he's talking about Notice he said hate in your heart is just like murder as far as the spirit is concerned. As far as listen, listen, you got to understand something. You should not be going around worrying about others. You should not be going around worrying about others. Watch this. Why? Why is that not? It says you burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment and the happiness that you seek. So you fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask, but understand this. Notice it says you're going to do all this stuff. You burn with envy. You're looking at them. You're so envious of other people because you're wanting what they have instead of wanting what the Lord wants you to have. And you walk around and you treat people certain ways and you try to gather people against other folks. And you, you have wars and contentions and all these things that you're causing strife, all of this stuff you're going through. And the apostle is saying, why do that? Why are you going through all of that? Why are you going through all of that? I love what Pastor Francis Chan says. He says this. It's, it, is, or it is passions that are waging war within you. It is passions that are waging war within you. That's why you even find even husbands and wives are not finding fulfillment in each other because they're looking at the things that are in them and they find themselves empty and they're looking for their spouse to fulfill them when they can only be filled by God. And they're upset and they're frustrated and they can't do that. And it caused a wedge in the marriage relationship. Listen, you have employers, go, employees rather, going on jobs, being frustrated, looking at things around them. And they're like, oh, I can't. This is I'm so frustrated. And they're like, look, they want to go on and move on, but they can't find contentment because of the emptiness that's within them. Even the money can't give them contentment. The ad, nothing can give them contentment because of something that is missing on the inside of them, something on the inside of them. This is why they wind up leaving jobs and, and, and all of those things because there's no fulfillment. 
There's no fulfillment. And let me, get, let me tell you this. It brings people to a place where they become willing to do whatever it takes to truly get what they want. They'll do whatever it takes to get what they want. I need somebody to type in chat right now. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. Listen, before you jump up and make hasty decisions to go off and leave something, to walk out of a relationship, to walk off your job, to close your business. Listen, there are young people who will go off to school, go off to school, and they can't even get through a semester before they're ready to quit. They can't get through a semester before they're ready to throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't do this. I don't want this anymore. I'm telling you, you got to understand that there are folks who will sit there, go on jobs and say, no, 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 I'm, I'm done with this. I don't like this job. You ain't been there but a week. <laughs> get your first check. <laughs> They're like, oh, my goodness, I don't want this. Oh, I can't take this no more. Mm-mm. I'm like, listen to me. You got to understand. You got to be able to press through that the emptiness can be filled, but you're looking at the wrong places to fill it. You're looking at the wrong places to fill it. Pump your brakes. Hold on. There's something that God has for you. There's something that he wants to do for you. But I want you to understand, here's something to consider. Here's something to consider. You never really stopped to ask God. You never really stopped to ask God, did you? Did you ask him before you entered to the relationship? Did you ask him before you applied or put, submitted the application? Did you ask him before you, you, you simply uh, signed the letter of, of acceptance or commitment? Did you, did you ask God? Did you take time to go before your father and say, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? Father, is this really the person that you want me to be joined to? Father, is this really the thing that you want me to move into and to commit my way before? Have you taken the time to go to your father? Just a question. Just a question that we need to ponder and think about, because if you didn't, that's why you're going to have challenges. That's why you're going to have challenges. But you got to stop and ask God. You see, with all of these things that you desire, you never really you never truly gave yourself a chance to ask these things of your heavenly father. Why is that? Why is that? Well, we'll find that. In our next verse, look with me at verse number three. Verse number three says this. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Upon your lusts. Here, the apostle James lets us know that when you finally decided to ask God, then you asked him amiss. You asked amiss. You see, he's saying that you have the opportunity to ask the creator of all things, your heavenly father, for what you really want, but you are missing it. You're missing it. You're missing the opportunity. How are we missing this opportunity? Because you're asking for things that fulfill your passions and lust for the world. Let me say that again. 
You're asking for things that are fulfilling your passions and lusts for the world, for the world. In other words, you're asking for God to give you stuff that ties you more to this world and pushes you farther and farther away from him. And let me ask you, as a father, as a parent, would you do that? Would you answer a request from your child that will push them farther from you, that will cause them to go more and closer to harm's danger or harm's way? Would you, if they simply, if they ask you at 16 years old for a Lamborghini, even if you had the financial resources for it, are you sure you want to give your 16-year-old, one year of driving child, a car that has more horsepower than anything they've ever imagined? That would not be wise. So therefore, you pull back and say, no, I can't grant that to you. So we, as natural fathers, as natural mothers, if we know how to give good gifts, as Jesus said, if we know how to give good gifts, how much more will the Heavenly Father give? Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.